Hey, you've tuned into Pipe Candy's Merchant Tree, where our host, Ashwin Ramasamy, gets the best minds in e-commerce to tell it how it really is. Get a front row seat to the latest trends in the e-commerce vertical and tell the hyperbole from the real deal. make some noise shall we so if you look at amazon that's for distribution and that's for top line if you look at d to c and subscriptions or repeats however you want to frame it that's essentially the frequency part and and with frequency comes loyalty um and uh, mm-hmm. with loyalty comes uh better margins right so but if mm-hmm. you look at the economy as it stands today um you certainly need margins because you're not going to raise money any soon so d2c becomes that much more important repeatability mm-hmm. uh, or repeat customers become that much more important so that's how you position repeat uh, mm-hmm. uh, or like subscription uh, replenishment repetition stack to to merchants but um they cannot ignore amazon because um be it advertising effectiveness inside amazon or like the fba part of it all of that like amazon is like making an infrastructure that is too hard to ignore in this climate in this in this market right um which kind of brings us to this question of mm-hmm. why with prime uh so you are a one click mm-hmm. veteran right so uh amazon is now <laughs> taking this buy button to where the customers are uh, what is it the trojan has for right. and what is amazon likely to build next with by with prime i mean i people have been speculating around you know we'll call it like amazon building like what is amazon going to build for brands to like sell their own products excuse me um i mean i think they had originally tried building what today is like shopify i think amazon had launched a similar product like yeah. like 10 years ago I don't remember even what it's called they they they, they subsequently yeah. killed it. Um I mean I think I mean obviously what Amazon wants is to be ubiquitous across the entire internet. Um and so anywhere that you can buy with Prime or anywhere that it's convenient for someone to purchase something um and you can embed a button to buy uh that's really powerful. I, I but I I'm I'm not a <laughs> wizard so I have no idea what they're doing. Um but I'd be curious to hear what what do you like what what are some of your guesses? So, so Amazon has hundreds of people likely to be working on by with Prime and and that large an organization yeah. is not to build Amazon Pay or by with Prime the way it is today because those theme, those those products like Amazon Pay has been around for a while. I would certainly think that it is a store builder uh a shopify killer so to speak right so uh the question is um I mean while shopify you know is doing everything they can from a um from an infrastructure price standpoint the deliver acquisition that they did now and a shop app they have launched and so on mm-hmm. so all of that will bring the distribution 
um, and like save some money for like the the brands as they think about logistics and returns and so on and so forth. Uh, but but what is mm-hmm. missing for Amazon is uh, how to uh, take its prime customers who are big spenders to brands who are reluctant to come into Amazon mm-hmm. and uh, how can they make more money for their Amazon advertising business. So Amazon has been traditionally penalizing sellers who are taking traffic out of Amazon, but essentially I think that's a role reversal, mm-hmm. so to speak. So Amazon is encouraging it in some way by, uh, I mean, that's kind of what I would think they would do. The, the revenue they would generate from advertising from brands that are not selling on Amazon and also Amazon pay revenue and uh, understanding and power, I mean, I mean, what sells through and like, and powering the shopping experience for like a brand. There's a lot of positive for them to reverse their approach towards like, you know, um, seller versus a brand not, which is not part of the marketplace ecosystem. I would strongly believe they would launch a store builder. Um, so, but, but what I do, mm-hmm. what would be interesting to see is, will they think of subscription as a native feature for that store builder, right? So will subscribe and save be a part of that experience, right? Um, so if, if that is the case, um, then like, you know, then it becomes that much more friction free for brands to embrace that because all the infrastructure to support subscribers uh, and like sending parcels every month and so on and stopping and starting all of that is baked into the experience by Amazon and they just have to like embrace it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we are speculating, but I think like that's not out of the scope of, uh, things, I guess. Um, yeah. It's definitely not. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think, I mean, Hey, if I was, if I was Amazon, um, and they, I mean, there's no doubt they're, they're coming after this, we'll call it this, this part of the market. Um, I think they have a couple challenges, one of which is reputationally how like the, well, reputationally the experience that merchants have had around Amazon and, knowing that it's kind of like once you open that door, uh, you start getting mm-hmm. beaten down around, you know, you, you basically, it's around uh, everything around um, co- competitors, potentially Amazon uh, copying you, um, losing control of your direct connection to the, to the customer. Now, maybe in this, we'll call it in this store builder world, the brand is able to have, a, more of a direct mm-hmm. connection to its customers. Um, I mean, we're, we're just we're we're sort of we're, we're brainstorming right now. So 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 maybe that maybe that would um, be it. Like I'm just trying to think of like what are the reasons why brands wouldn't want to do it. And a big piece is skepticism of of Amazon, uh, as well as I think, um, yeah. I mean, Amazon's so big. I don't know if they can help themselves of just you know, th- their whole thing is getting the customer the lowest possible price. And that's for a lot of D to C brands or for a lot of brands, um, they don't want the lowest price. And one of the challenges actually you'll see is you'll see your same product. If you're a merchant advertised for less on Amazon than what you sell it on your store. Right. right? And so what ends up happening is, um, 
you know, that's not a great experience either as, as, as a brand, whether if you're selling a luxury product or something where you have a certain price point and you're trying to, um, you know, brand yourself, uh, it, you know, they're basically messing, messing with your, your own approach to how you're trying to market or position your business in the market. Um, I also think that Amazon, I'm trying to think of consumer products that Amazon has been really successful with. Uh, cause I feel like what they've been really good mm-hmm. at is aggregation and in, um, but I haven't seen them. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's anyone's guess. I mean, what you also have happening is this whole headless ecosystem too. Right. And so, um, I'm curious if there might be a certain segment of stores that would start with, mm-hmm. and maybe it's the smaller ones, maybe it's people who are just starting out. They, that for them, it would be, it's easier to start selling with, a, you know, Amazon prime store builder. Um, because it's very similar to drop shipping where you basically probably have like fulfilled by Amazon built in You're There's like a lot of benefits and it takes a lot less cash and, and like investment in infrastructure from day one. Um, so I could see that. But th- this is actually the type of question where I'd want to just talk to a bunch of brands and be like, what do you think of this? And like, what are reasons you would or would not uh, do it? And what would it, and for the brands you don't want to do it, what would it take for you to do it? Um, I think a lot with a lot of stuff, the devil's in the details um, of what does it actually really enable or not. Right. So, I mean, I was just watching Amazon's numbers and, you know, one of the things that's fascinating is um, they're, the the fire hose that feeds them, which is the new merchants onboarding onto the marketplace, that has slowed down, right? So um, Amazon's competitor is not like just Shopify anymore. Uh, it's TikTok, right? So like, you know, I would rather buy from Best Buy, mm-hmm. uh, rebrand it for, with my name, sell it on TikTok um, and be done with it, right? So why would I set up a shop on Amazon and like pay 40% mm-hmm. to them? Right when I can sell it through TikTok and maybe dropship it, right? So, um, and yeah. uh, if 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 people are not going to come on, come on Amazon and set up shop, Amazon needs to go to where they are, and and the and the store builder is a way to get there. It still does not like address the competition, which is you know these video sites which turn into commerce experiences, right? Um, so yeah, this is this is part of yeah. what makes e-commerce very exciting because. Video commerce was like in the periphery, but like TikTok is kind of making it a viable channel for you to sell something and and make a million dollars GMV within six months. Uh, so so who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, so com- coming to Rodeo, right? Like so, um, I mean, so what is your thesis? Um, and like you know, in the world that is changing. With, with like you know easy cash not available cost of acquisition increasing uh, so how's how do you see your role as a company um, changing um, and 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 how are you um, uh, I mean how, how are brands approaching you now when compared to like say a couple of quarters ago so what is pipe candy PipeCandy is the industry standard dataset that tracks over a million e-commerce and direct-to-consumer brands. Demand generation, corporate strategy, 
analytics and product teams use PipeCandy to get their share of the e-commerce land grab. Sign up for a free trial today at PipeCandy.com. All right. After that classy self-promotion, we are back to the show. Our, our mission from day one was basically building a consumer-centric experience, like subscription. We, well, we would describe it early on as consumer-centric mm-hmm. subscription um, and not a subscription. Like I've, I've actually joked that we're like an anti-subscription mm-hmm. subscription company where as a consumer, and I've said this, like uh, subscriptions aren't, aren't right for everyone. And they're certainly not right over the, for the whole time over the lifetime of a customer's relationship with a brand. Uh, whether you're traveling or whatever, like the whole point of the subscription business model, which was really built for brands. It wasn't built for the consumer. Uh, I would think I've talked to enough people and asked, how convenient mm-hmm. is your subscription really? A lot of people, you know, they'll say, oh, it's great not having to think about it. But then the flip side is everyone has stories, even around Amazon um, subscribe and save of, yeah, but it sucks when you like open up your cabinet and you basically have like a year's worth of like Mm -hmm. beef jerky, for example. Um, And the so the, the downside around subscriptions, in my experience, is that it can lead to you churning out what would otherwise be a great customer. And so, um, for me, it's really looking at, like, I think for the last several years, um, and even like recharge was really built from the, from the point of view of merchants, like how to help merchants build, like drive repeat purchases or, or let me reframe that, how to build like Mm -hmm. recurring revenue. The challenge with that is once everyone's doing that, and if it's not great for consumers, consumers are going to look are going to gravitate towards solutions that are are great for them. And so for us, I almost joke we're like a therapist, where we're trying to figure out you know find a solution that's great for the consumer and great for the brand. Ultimately, what the brand wants and cares about is LTV. They also do care about like basically the payback period. Um, as, but like it's not an either or it's a spectrum. And so with, with rodeo, we really are, I mean, we're trying to bridge that gap. Um, right. cause that to me is where like, what we're, where like the interesting things exist, right? Like I think the, there's a lot of things that mm-hmm. I would buy on a regular cadence that I just would not subscribe to. Um, like the, 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 the example I've been giving recently is if you asked me to subscribe to having pizza every Friday, I would say no, even though growing up, my family had pizza mm-hmm. probably every Friday. Um, but if you were to text me or email me on Friday morning or Friday afternoon and say, Hey, do you want pizza tonight? I had nine times out of 10 would probably say yes. And so when I think of subscriptions and I think of rodeo and I think of what we're trying to do, it really is, it's like, you know, there's no doubt you need like brands want and need subscriptions. And there's a lot of power in recurring revenue. And I, and and I know this Mm -hmm. as a B2B SaaS founder, right? Like, um, but the, the, the truth is that, 40% 40% of your subscribers each year are, are canceling um, or roughly approximately. So, and they're doing it for reasons that have nothing to do with your product and everything to do with the, the lack of convenience. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so I think going to, to like, so to talk, to tie back to what you were asking around, like, what are we doing? And what are we hearing from brands? I think that the question really is more focused around how do we build like every brand wants to maximize LTV they do want, but they do want some, there's some mm-hmm. time sensitivity to that. Right. And so every brand wants their customer to be happy, but they also need to be a business. And so a lot of the conversations I have with merchants is, um, 
know, they, no one wants to give up as a brand that no one wants to give up their subscriptions. Even if you were to look at their data and be like, well, you actually have this huge segment of customers who um, are canceling. And, you know, you certainly have loyalists who will use, buy your product and subscribe to it and they mm-hmm. don't care if they have too much of it. Um, but, the, you know, there's, there are customers who, who frequently skip. And so I would call those as like anxious subscribers where they're like, they're worried about they're, they're going to get an unexpected charge from your brand. Right. Um, and so those are all reasons why someone who would otherwise be buying from you repeatedly cancels. And then at that point, you don't know if they're going to buy from you again or if they're just going to be buying reactively from like an email mm-hmm. from an email campaign. Um, I think that, yeah, I mean, there's still a huge amount of bullishness around subscriptions, which, which, I, which, as I said, I think it's a great business model, but there, but there's more nuance to it. And ultimately, and I think it's probably cliche at this point is, but part of what was great about the D2C category is we were talking about like, like D2C brands were building a great consumer experience. I think what's ironic is that mm-hmm. most subscription experiences of a brand, there's really not right. that, not that much to it beyond basically a contract that I'm going to send force feed you every month. You send twenty percent, you might save twenty percent off. But I live in New York City. I have a relatively small kitchen. Um, you're taking up physical yep. space in my apartment, um, and so I think that with brands, especially with with, with what's happening around VC money, as well as just just um, uh, changes in the economy and uncertainty around the economy, they're going to need, and they're looking for ways to be creative to, what I would, I mean, I don't, I hate saying like maximize LTV over and over again. Um, but that, that's really, it's like, how do you keep, how do you retain your customers in a way then which it works for both the brand as well as for the, uh, for your customer? Um, in fact, um, sorry, um, were you saying something? Oh, um, no, no. in fact, um, this would be really cool. I don't know if, if Rodeo does this. Um, so if a brand does subscription, I mean, they can continue doing that. But at the point when someone wants to cancel the subscription, they can route them to the, the Rodeo workflow, right? So, hey, instead of canceling the subscription, uh, would you want me to remind um, in a timely cadence? And most likely they are going to say yes. Right. Is that how it yep. works or like, you know, are you, are you replacing subscriptions or yep. are you kind of like working in conjunction with subscriptions? It's in conjunction. Um, again, this goes back mm-hmm. to that being a therapist where brands and also I think from a business perspective, subscriptions make a lot of sense and compounded interest. <laughs> you know, like when you, think, when you think of anything, like it's just not about like no brand. I think brands would have would struggle if they offered everything not as a subscription and mm-hmm. people could just buy whenever they wanted. Um, that would be good for the consumer, but probably not good for the brand. And a lot of brands wouldn't be able to survive. Um, and so it goes back to that middle ground where I think it's really about, so with, with rodeo, it's about offering flexibility around the subscription or membership where, um, yes, if someone's going to cancel providing them with the opportunity instead to like pause and effectively get a smart reminder, uh, every X days, um, Mm -hmm. that asks them, Hey, you know, are you running low? Right. Do you need more? And then ma- facilitating it so that, you know, it's basically with a single click, they're able to replenish and, you know, yeah, there's upsells and cross sells, uh, or they can snooze the reminder. And so again, going back to like this tagline, I, I talked about like, it's like, it's convenience without the commitment. Um, I think that when I, when I talk about subscribe, when I talk about a company's customers, your subscribers are automatically replenishing, but then people who aren't subscribing, they're really right. a reactive customer. 
where they're react, they're buying in reaction to your email marketing, mm-hmm. or if they think of you. And so doing this, like what we call like the like uh, uh, just in time subscription or on demand subscription, um, is like a happy medium where for most some people just want a subscription. Some people will never want to subscribe. This is a way to bridge that gap where you can probably get a higher number of people who would not uh, who'd mm-hmm. otherwise never subscribe to your product. But if you gave them full control over the subscription cadence, um, then they then they they would. And there are people who, you know, they've had they've experienced your product, they like the convenience, but they are either anxious anxiously mm-hmm. waiting to be overcharged right. or charged when they're not expecting it, or worried about or or worried about pileup. This is again a, a way of keeping someone engaged with your brand without them having to fully leave your, without the, basically without kicking them out of your program. Uh, and there's some mechanics that we've built into um, the just-in-time subscription on-demand subscription that, you know, help merchants around basically like, you know, perks, you get certain perks if, as long as you're buying within a certain, within a certain period. Um, but the idea here and the goal here is to give the consumer the control of of, of when they're being charged and making sure that they actually, in fact, Got want it. to be replenished. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So that makes a ton of sense. That, sense? Like that, that is the flexibility that will actually keep the customers. It's counterintuitive, but you would rather have that customer repeat like in a, in a predictable manner than completely sure. Right. Um, so we are, we're kind of up on the clock. So yeah. and I'm going to throw a few rapid fire questions across to you. Yep. Um, so are you a sure. bookworm or like, are you a podcast nerd? Uh, bookworm. Okay. But I, I so, to what's the one that you're listening to now? <laughs> I'm actually listening to Hundred Million Dollar wow, Offers. What's that? I have not heard that. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's actually a really great book. Uh, I uh, it was recommended to me by uh-huh. a friend of mine who works in sales. It's uh, yeah, kind of a cheesy title, but so was right. I will teach you to be rich, which was also one of the like the most mm-hmm. impactful books in my life <laughs> by Ramit uh, Sethi. Like, I think. Yeah, it basically is talking about just it's about it's about crafting offers and about understanding. Really, it's about like value positioning value your product or your offer. Lovely, I'm not check that. I've not price. seen a book like that. I guess so. I've seen books on negotiations, but like creating an offer. Yeah, wow, it's like a dollar. You can, you can buy <laughs> it a dollar. <laughs> okay, so um, if I mean, if our listeners have to reach out to you for partnerships or like you know understand more about Rodeo, like what's the best way? Yeah, so my, my Twitter handle is skinny and bald because I'm uh-huh. kind of skinny, kind of bald. Um, you can email me at ben at hey.rodeo, and that's mm-hmm. hey, H E Y, period, rodeo. Um, but yeah, I mean, Twitter's great, email's great. Um, obviously, we also have our subscription podcast, subscriptionradio.com. Um, but yeah, no, anyone who's, at, who's interested in talking about or nerding out around subscription and e commerce, uh, like we think, we think about this a lot. Um, and for me, I coming from both the design and technical side, I think, you know, I really spend a lot of my time thinking around the, the, the experience and how to improve consumer experiences. So if any merchant ever has any questions or wants to geek out on this stuff, I'm always happy to talk to them and, and see what, what suggestions I might have or anyone on our team might have. I think the, the other thing is like, you know, uh-huh. starting with cart hook, uh, I've had a lot of experience navigating and, and sort of bending the Shopify platform to accomplish things that, uh, you know, might mm-hmm. not be obvious of how to do. <laughs> uh, 
um, or weren't possible to do. And so if anyone's having questions around, around like, you know, Shopify and stuff like that too. Perfect. Happy All to right. Help. So, you know, I introduced today's guest as Ben Fisher, but like, as I see the screen, I think like the name DJ Fish is actually more uh, elegant because, you know, I've seen Ben's <laughs> uh, subscription radio. I've listened to it. Like he pours his heart and soul into it. Like, and the guests are fantastic. So you should, I mean, I'm not saying this because he's paying money to say this, but like subscription radio is awesome. You should listen to it. Uh, and follow him on Twitter and and check out Rodeo. Thank you so much, DJ Fish. And like it was fun, like doing the role reversal and posting oh. you for a change. Oh, this was awesome. It was uncomfortable. I've never done. I've never done yeah. been on this side of the mic before. Um, I was like, oh, where yeah. can people find yeah, you? <laughs> I mean, I am on Twitter as well. I am Ashwinizer A S H W I N Z E R uh, on Twitter cheesy name but like forgive me for that uh, i'm also on linkedin ashwin ramasamy uh, yeah yeah and then they can check out pipe right. candy and google for uh, e-commerce data yeah. search for pipe candy and click so that we get some seo juice right so um and our reports like we, yeah, we yeah, co-authored yeah. a report on uh, subscription commerce industry and the state of subscription commerce in 2022 you can find it on a.rodeo or like pipecandy.com um, if you're a statistics nerd, like there's a yep. lot of statistics that you would enjoy reading from that report. Uh, it's a free download. Go check it out. Until we meet you on our respective uh, episodes again next month, like it's uh, DJ Fish signing off and Ashwin signing <laughs> off from Subscription Radio and Merchant Free respectively.